Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The ancient oracle of Delphi gave this wisdom, know thyself. To know yourself. This is something that we know from the prophets, from Moses, from Solomon, because it is actually the fathers who believed that Plato and the Greeks actually, they cribbed off of Moses and Solomon because they would say, Moses predates your Plato and Socrates, and that this is already here in the Old Testament. But this truth that we hear from the Oracle of Delphi, know thyself, or maybe from the lips of Socrates, the unexamined life is not worth living. To be able to actually attend to what is going on inside, not just with distraction of what's happening outside of yourself, but what is actually welling up from within, what you think, how you feel, where your heart actually is. This isn't a superficial knowledge. We all have some obvious superficial knowledge. It's that real knowledge, actually accepting and realizing who we are as the apostle, right? The mirror to behold ourselves in the mirror and actually behold ourselves. Paul, in the reading this morning, as he writes to Timothy, we encounter someone who knows himself. He knows very intimately that he is a sinner. Paul, just a few verses before the reading from this morning. He gives a prayer to Jesus, and I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent man, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. We often maybe forget that God forgives and saves sinners. We all have, and it's throughout our culture, not just in church, but just in general, this kind of, we have to put on face, a mask. We have to put on some kind of presentation to the world, that we have it all together, that everything is good, and that if we're not quite perfect, we at least have the one flaw that we know about. Isn't that in uh, interviews, right? What's something that you can work on? And all of us, if we've gone through that process, we have some rehearsed response that actually sounds really good, that we know ourselves, right? Like, (laughs) I have to work on workflow or something, right? Like, but we are in the same position as Paul. Maybe not blasphemer, Maybe not a persecutor of Christians. Maybe we can identify a little bit more with insolence. But we are right alongside Paul. 
And it's something as we are surrounded by the saints or we read about the feats of the saints or the lives of the saints, we can get lost a little bit or we can start comparing ourselves. But the reality is every single one up here besides our Lord and with the exception of Our Lady, they all have a path of particular sins that they had to, by the grace of God, overcome. St. Mary of Egypt. St. Siloan with his anger. St. Peter, his impetulance. I mean, we know about Peter, right? Come close to me if you're going to come to Jesus and I'll cut your ear off. We have before us patterns of those who recognized within themselves, who knew themselves, so that they could actually call out to God to save them. This knowledge of ourself, it's something that we have to give to ourselves to actually come to know ourselves, to look ourselves in the mirror. It's good for us to name specifically our sins. Yes, in confession, because that is the sacrament of repentance, to come and name the particular sins that infest us, that we're shackled by. But it is something that we need to be aware of. Because, as Paul says, and it was the reading, started the reading this morning, this is a faithful saying, and it's worthy for everyone to accept that Christ Jesus came to the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. This is kind of funny. Paul is saying, everyone should accept that God came into the world to save the sinners of Paul, because I'm the chief sinner. But this reality, of course, this is a truth for all of us, that Christ came into the world to save us, the chief of sinners. This is faithful and is worthy of acceptance, that we identify ourselves as the chief of sinners. This isn't Paul's position that we get to say he's the chief of sinners and we're like co-chiefs or underneath of that. No, the reality is that we, like Paul, echo this. Knowing ourselves, knowing the particular things that beset us, that Christ came to save us, the chief of sinners. This is the cornerstone, the foundation in orthodoxy for our, if you want to say, spirituality, the way that we follow Christ. If you were to read through the fathers, the desert fathers, even more contemporary fathers, this focus, and you can see it through our morning prayers, you can see it in our evening prayers, you hear it in our hymnody, it is all through there. For us to be concerned and focused upon our sinfulness, that we are the chief of sinners. So you have Paul and us as we aspire to this. And then you have on the other side, Benjamin Franklin. I bet you didn't think I was going to bring up Benjamin Franklin. He had a practice of counting up and recording all the good deeds that he did. From an Orthodox perspective, that's kind of like... You actually sat down like, I helped someone with the door. I, you know, gave a penny to the beggar. I... He kept a logbook. From a worldly point of view, that might seem like a good practice, a kind of self-affirmation, right? Like, I'm doing good things. But this is not the typical path for an Orthodox Christian. We're not supposed to count up 
our virtues and good deeds and then pat ourselves on the back. Christ tells us, let our left hand not know what our right hand is doing. We're supposed to do the opposite. We're to look at our own sins. And as we will in just a few weeks, start with the prayer of St. Ephraim. Grant me to see my own sins and not to judge my brother. This attention on ourselves to know ourselves St. Basil has a wonderful, beautiful homily that is basically riffing off of this. Instead of know thyself, he says, know thyself and attend to thyself. Prosehi, to pay attention. The gospel today gives us the noise of the crowd and a blind man who hears all of this noise. And when he discerns, it's Jesus. I've heard of him. I need him. He starts crying out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who are around him tell him to hush because he's being loud. He's being obnoxious. This is like our inner life as much as it is possibly with our experience of those maybe around us as we turn to Jesus. But There can be inner noise that we have discerned that Jesus, that we need to follow. And we start crying out and then there's like a voice within us that tells us, shh, maybe it's a question of belief. Maybe it's a question of shame, right? I can't really actually encounter Jesus. Or maybe it's just a voice of self-condemnation. You're not worthy to call out to him. Be quiet. But what does this man do, the blind man? He says, forget y'all. And he just starts yelling loudly. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. We need to accuse ourselves of our sins. We need to take count. We need to know what our sins sins are. But we do not judge ourselves in the sense of passing a sentence of condemnation, that we're not worthy. This is an important distinction as we attend to ourselves and pay attention to ourselves. Godly self-accusation leads to taking responsibility for our sins. It leads to us yelling louder to Jesus so that we can repent, so that we can make amends, so that we can be free of them. Self-condemnation, on the other hand, leads to despair. And this is what is needful, especially with confession and coming to confession. It's very easy for us to go into the pits of despair, to get stuck in self-condemnation, to accuse ourselves, because some of us don't need help attending to our sins, right? We're really aware of them. But we need to break out of that noise or the voice that tells us, no, You know, you don't quite maybe believe this. Jesus isn't going to love you or you're not worth anything. That is the noise of the crowd. That is the tempter, the accuser, right? That's what his name means. He accuses you. But beside you is your guardian angel. Beside you, beside your guardian angel is the love of Christ. Does Christ ignore the shouting blind man? No. 
We do not pass the final judgment upon ourselves, but we attend to ourselves and cry aloud and louder. Paul obtained mercy so that he could be a pattern of the long-suffering of Jesus. It's not the holy, as in the specially holy, the untouchable holy, that we will never be. But it is the mercy, the pattern that Jesus wants us to live as the people of God. You think, most of the new martyrs confessors of Russia, we have the stories of bishops, priests, royalty, etc. But that doesn't account for the millions of those who are killed by godlessness because they attended to themselves. Can you imagine? At the beginning, there's kind of rumbles, right? This is why we have the gospel reading. But you're a year in, and there's just waves of persecution and killing. You're still going to go to church? (laughs) You're still going to make the sign of the cross, which could get a bullet in your head for making the sign of the cross? You're going to hide icons in your attic or under the floorboards? That kind of reality around you, can you imagine what kind of attention to what was in your heart where Christ was as the world goes insane around you? This pattern is for all of us. This is the pattern of the saints. It's ultimately, of course, the pattern of Jesus Christ. That he who conformed himself to the Father, even though he was to hang on a cross... This is the pattern in Paul. This is the pattern of the saints. This is the pattern for you and I. We need to attend to our souls. We need to know ourselves. Not neurotically, obsessively, or with scrupulosity. Or with just kind of, yes, a facile knowing of myself. Yeah, I sin. Don't we all sin? Yes. (laughs) But you in a particular way to that person at this time. That doesn't mean come at 1234, Father, I sinned by doing such and such. That's kind of neurotic. You don't, don't do that, right? But like, I struggle with anger. I am impatient. I am lustful. I am greedy, right? And I am trying to root these things, to pull the roots out from me and plant new things within me by the grace of God. This is the sense of humility the childlike awe at the grace of God operating in our lives that we see in Paul, that we see in the saints. This is why we cry out louder. Christ, the wisdom of God, has come to make us a pattern to the world, to use us for the life of the world. If we will but just attend to ourselves, to what we are responsible for, Christ will enlighten us, Christ will give us sight. Christ will hear our cry when we cry, Son of David, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.